Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hello. Hey guys. Hi. Welcome to this week's episode of Crying in Public. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm Sydney. I'm Sophia. I'm Savannah. I'm Isha. And I'm Claudia. So today we are having a super fun, super cute, super sexy conversation about the hottest thing that anyone can do. And that is drum roll, please. Voting. And I'm not even joking when I say that, like people who aren't into like what's happening in the world or like can vote and don't vote because they're lazy, so unattractive. Like I can't put it into words. It's just nasty. Yeah. I think like ignorance in this day and age isn't an excuse. Like the two biggest excuses that I hear that is the biggest eye roll turnoff ever is I just don't know. Like you can't blame me for just not knowing number one, because like you have the entire internet at your disposal and the news and all these info outlets that you can look up these kinds of things and like for you not to know is like crazy to me and number two is like the well it doesn't affect me sort of 
thing because no matter where you on right, left, middle, horizontal, center, like everything affects you no matter where you live, no matter what your beliefs are. And also if like things are even if it doesn't affect you, like things that affect other people, you should care about if you are not a psychopath. So knowing about shit is hot and attractive. When people say, oh, like, I don't really care about politics because, like, I don't really care or it doesn't even affect me. Can I just say I'm not even a citizen of the United States. I still have a Chinese passport, which, if you know, Chinese government doesn't allow you to do dual citizenship. Um, so I've been holding off on my citizenship test in America. Like, I'm technically not even allowed to vote, but I still care about shit. Yeah, I agree. Like, when people say, like, I'm not into politics because it doesn't affect me, and I'm like, what do you mean it doesn't affect you? Like, it affects your everyday life in, like, ways you don't really see. You really need to be informed and know what's going around in the world. Like, you don't need to be, like, super passionate about it, but you need to be informed because, like, being knowledgeable is just, like, means so much, and it shows that you actually also, like, care for, like, other people and what's going on in the world and like knowing like the facts it's fine if you don't want to be super political but just know like your facts going off of that like the guys on bumble how you can like put your preference in like your bio and they're like oh i'm apolitical i don't vote like number one why are you saying that so loud with your whole chest like that's not cute to me <laughs> number two these are the same guys who spend 12 hours a day on call of duty Fortnite, Modern Warfare, crying about you took my house. So you care more about what happens in this little fictional video game world than about the actual world. And they're the same guys who went to the voting booth in what, 2012 to write Harambe in for president. Like, Or they're just secretly Republican. That's <laughs> Such another thing. Like, I feel like when, especially with a situation that happens, such as the one that happened recently, a lot of people sort of just hop on this bandwagon because it's trendy or cool. And like, if you're Republican or on the right, or like, if you have these beliefs that I just like don't happen to agree with, or like, I can feel like I can say we all don't agree with, show us. Mm -hmm. Like, I sort of want to know. Like, I feel like a lot of people are covering up this side of them that like, like people are being so dishonest right now. Like, I know a lot of people personally, even especially from my hometown who have posted all these things on their stories and then they go back to me and they're like yeah you know I just did that to just like not be attacked like even if you're not liberal like I'm still gonna encourage you to go vote and like care about something like True. you're you might be offensive to my existence but like at least you have some <laughs> I dated libertarian I dated republican and like the challenge was kind of cute for for the time being it turned out to not be cute but in the, t- in the moment it was cute Okay, question. What is the exact definition of libertarian? You're economically um, Republican. Oh, it's people who don't want to be called a liberal or a snowflake, but also don't want to be called Republican either. Never have a candidate who even has a chance of winning. So basically, it's Southern frat boys who can't decide on a party. <laughs> so they just say, oh, I'm economically oh fiscal, God. but like social Wait, liberal or whatever. Libertarians are actually like BS because like you're economically like conservative, but like you're using like your tax money in order to make social social change and social goods so like you're in just republican libertarians are basically like ben shapiro i don't know if any of you listeners know who that is but he's a libertarian everyone in the world knows how much i can't stand ben shapiro one his voice is annoying (laughs) he's annoying but like i hate when people are like oh my god like freedom of speech but when that speech is oh black lives matter oh trans lives matter they're like be quiet all lives matter like if you're that offended by someone saying like oh my life is worth something then like you need to look inside yourself and find all that hate and get it out sorry if you're a libertarian you're a nice person (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i love the people that i talk to who say like oh i don't vote because like what will my one vote do for anything let me break it down for you guys it's all about the analytics like voting is a game 
And a lot of candidates know how to play the game and they know how to win the game. For example, Donald Trump, he's a businessman. He knows that he needed to win very specific demographics to get the vote. And that's why he won. Let me tell you something. Your one vote could very well be the vote that swings things in the other direction. And the way that the Electoral College is set up is actually to make sure that the majority of votes go to a single candidate. That's the game that all of these candidates are are trying to play. So you have to make sure that you're in the majority. And the only way that you can do that is get out and vote. You go to college to be educated. And part of being educated is not just being educated in your major or like whatever classes you're taking. It's being educated in what's going on around you and like being able to productively add to that conversation. Do you guys remember when Donald Trump was in um, the election period and people thought it was actually a joke and they actually voted for him as a joke? No one took him seriously. That's why he won. I, I remember when Donald Trump, like I saw on the news that he was running for president and I was like, oh, mom, like, who is that? Isn't that the guy who like had that TV show or whatever? He's like, oh, yeah, he's freaking ridiculous. Like, blah, 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 never win, blah, blah, blah. And then fast forward to like, I remember the night before the election. I like was like, oh yeah, like Hillary will probably win. Like my parents like, yeah, for sure. I wake up the next morning because I told my mom, oh, wake me up when Hillary wins. And then I woke up and like, uh, I was like, mom, you didn't wake me up. And she was like, I know. Yeah, people literally didn't go to school the next day for my school. Yeah, girl, I'm from the South. I literally cried all day at school. I was like, please get me out. Also, I was president of the Dims Club, and I was literally talking smack all week, so that was embarrassing. (laughs) And also, technically, Donald Trump didn't really win, but that's a whole other story. But Isha's whole point about, like, your one vote matters, the story I always tell to people whose excuse is like, oh, my vote doesn't matter, is Bernie Sanders literally won his first mayor mayoral mayoral mayor mayor he won his first mayoral race by like six or seven votes so like your vote does matter and when we say vote we don't just mean presidential elections general elections local elections for your judges for your sheriff officers or mayor governor like those are such important races even more than national in some senses because that stuff directly affects you where you live so like if you want to see like change you need to see it locally first than nationally. Also, I just want to say the creation of the Electoral College was like stupid. They don't tell you in high school that it was like because slaves counted as like three-fifths of vote. They tell you like, oh, it was like to suppress the power of the people, but like it was actually because like that was why in order to help the Confederate States. Yeah. Any of you have seen the show Scandal? There are like so many scandals in that show where like people who shouldn't have been president were president because like people rigged the votes i am just waiting for something to come out or for some like watergate news reporter like wannabe to come out and be like so he shouldn't be president and here is why exactly and i just would love nothing for sign on scandal fitz is beautiful and should be president period like no if and or but but yeah i think we can't really get rid of electoral college it's just hard to yeah. say a liberal because if we did then california and new york would decide every single presidential race in their blue states not that i would mind that but i think what needs to happen is there needs to be laws created that dictate that if you are in electoral college you have to vote the way your state does because as of now like florida could vote blue but if the person's like well i want trump you can vote red if he wants to like, okay They say that they've never done that, though, and they've changed it over. But, like, I'm sure they have, and we just don't know about it. 
they did this. That's what happened with Trump this year because Hillary won by 2 million votes. But a lot of electorals went the other way and that's the problem. Um, I read this article on like the best colleges I have it pulled up just because like this really stuck with me while I was sort of doing research for this podcast because this is like something you, you know, you have to know. The youth vote can literally sway the election in so many ways, especially going off Sydney's point where like people are like, oh, you know, like my vote won't matter. It's just one vote. Well, in the 2012 election, Obama won 67% of the national youth vote, and that proved to be more popular in crucial states like Florida, Virginia, Pennsylvania, Ohio, which was crucial in swaying the election his way. And it doesn't matter, again, if you're like Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative, like it literally doesn't matter. No one's trying to demonize you, but your vote does matter. So it doesn't even matter what way you want to sway the election in. You know, your vote really does count. And I think the 2016 election is like a perfect representation of that. And a lot of people I know have been saying, oh, my parents don't think my political like opinions like matter as much because they quote unquote know more about politics. First of all, don't think about that. Like you have to vote. It's your right to vote. And also you're in college. You had history classes, social science classes, but also like I feel like I've gotten more into politics since I started college. Do you guys agree? Like, I feel like I talked more about politics with my friends, you know? So I was always really into politics when I was in high school. Like, I did an internship of the Capitol, and I was like, well, it's so cool. And, like, um, I'd always just, like, thought it was really, really interesting. And then, like, after that internship, I literally hated politics and, like, wanted nothing to do with it. But I feel like college is, like, a really good time, and especially, like, for me, like, just getting a lot of different types of like viewpoints for me especially like not just through my friends at NYU but like through my professors there like I would consider myself pretty liberal for like my area before I went to college but then like I think I'm like even more so now even though like I'm I'm probably I think I'm probably less liberal than like all of you guys I don't know. It's just like, I think you can really like expand your like ideas and like just through like discussions with your friends too. I feel like with like NYU, like in particular and like a lot of other universities, like you tend to become like more liberal when you're in college because like all college students are liberal. And like in my personal experience, all professors I've had are liberal, but I also have like done my research, like read my professor beforehand. And I just like don't take those professors where people are like, they're super conservative. I'm like, oh, stay away. I'm like, this won't go well. People always say that like when you go to schools in the north or on the west coast, like you become like a tree hugging liberal and like a snowflake, blah, blah, blah. I think that happens because a lot of people who especially are from the south or from like suburbia, they go to school with one type of person. For me, I went to like an all white school with all rich conservative students. So like, that's the perspective you have around you constantly. Like when you go to college, you meet people of other races, other life experiences, other economic classes people who expand your worldview and if caring more about people and wanting to help them makes you liberal then like so be it i don't really see the problem with that part of the i think part of the reason why people like go like follow this trend of going to college and then becoming more open-minded and more liberal or whatever you want to call it is because a lot of people and i can speak for myself because i grew up in a household where this happened is a lot of people are indoctrinated by their parents they follow blindly whatever their parents follow so you know, being the daughter of a businessman, obviously all I heard my entire life were very like conservative ideologies, especially in relation to welfare, especially in relation to the, the way that the wealth is distributed in our country today. Um, I didn't really take it upon myself to educate myself any further than what my dad was like telling me or feeding me. And then I go to college, I take my classes, I talk to my friends, 
and I'm introduced to new ideologies that I realize make more sense. And I think a lot of people don't want to own up to this and a lot of people don't want to change the way that they think because they're afraid of going against what their family taught them and they don't want to be that like conflict at the dinner table. And you kind of have to step above that to create a real change. My whole thing is like when people like refuse, don't want to like upset their parents. When you're voting, these policies are going to affect you more and for longer than your parents. These things affect your generation, your children, your little brothers and sisters. Like you focus on that instead of hurting your parents' full feelings. Like they're they're grown ups, they're big boys, big girls. They can handle things by themselves. But like my whole thing is, it's so easy to say, oh, like you need you need to vote, you need to educate yourself. Google's free, blah blah blah. But like when you're passive and you're kind of like, oh, I don't vote, I don't really care. It's kind of hard to know where to start. Like you just look up, hi, what's politics? Like that's not going to help you. But, you know, if I could marry an inanimate, 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 I don't know the word. I didn't learn English. (laughs) I would marry isidewith.org because it's nonpartisan. You go on there. They have a list of questions. You can make it as short or as long as you want it. And they'll ask you questions about policy, foreign and domestic, or just your opinions on things. And if you don't understand the question, you can literally click learn more and it'll explain to you in depth the history, the meaning, whatever of that subject. Like, do I want to legalize weed? It'll explain to you like this, this, this happens. It's legal here, legal here. So it like explains everything to you. And then once you finish the quiz, it tells you in order of percentage of ideas, what candidates you agree with more, whether it be president, mayor, sheriff, whatever. It tells you like you align with this person on these issues and not on these issues. And it's so helpful for someone who doesn't really know what's happening in the political sphere or wants to find out who they agree with more. It's very eye-opening. And I say, do it. It's I side with that org if you didn't hear me before. And a lot of people don't realize that like learning more is just beyond the issue and having an opinion on it because so many people get carried away by what the mass media says and so many people get carried away with like the single headlines that read on Twitter and that's not enough to form an opinion. Like look past the tip of the iceberg. I mean, the resource Sydney mentioned is great, but also read about it. Read the history behind why that law is a law or why that policy is a policy and then kind of form your opinion on the impact of the policy, not just the policy itself. And I think that's really helped me show up in the political sphere. So this has like less to do with voting in general, but like, okay, so I like worked with Planned Parenthood last summer and I was canvassing and I just want to say that like people be really unrespectful of other people's beliefs, but I didn't really realize like the extent until like I was actually canvassing and like I'd either have people who would like, most people didn't care. They kept walking, which is like the issue of like people not caring. And then the other people were like super passionate, super nice. Like I met such nice people, like I met congressmen and stuff, like they were helping, they were donating. But then like I also had on the other side like people like screaming at me yelling at me like harassing me for like being there for Planned Parenthood because like that is a really like controversial topic people can have different beliefs and it doesn't have to be like they have an extremist tendency so like you it's like the in group out group bias where you like hate the person because you're they're your out group and I feel like people need to realize that more often because like I've had like discussions with people of like complete opposite political beliefs and like it's been well I just feel like so many people like don't respect others beliefs and that's a huge problem like within society because we think we need to polarize to one side so for people who clicked on this episode and has been listening till now you have no excuse not to vote (laughs) and send this episode to your friends who don't think voting is necessary if you're a college student or you live out of state where your like license is from you can still vote but you need to register for an absentee ballot months in advance i think most of them close july or august for general elections so if you go to school out of state 
make sure you go to like vote.org, I think, and you can register for absentee ballot to be literally mailed to you. So you just check a box, send it back, and that's your vote. Also, definitely not advocating for voter fraud here, but if you do go to college in a really blue or like a really red state, it does make more sense to vote in your home state if you have a license there, if you're registered there, because it's more beneficial for your party or the other way around. It's actually really easy for an absentee vote. And I actually had like Maryland calling me to like confirm the address, like where to share my absentee vote. And I feel like so many people do don't do it because they're like, oh my God, it's so difficult. But like you fill out a form and then like if they don't have all the information, they will actually just call you and like ask you and ensure you're voting you're lucky sophia virginia didn't do that for me yeah neither did florida florida's librarian this might be a very interesting idea no okay it's it's not that insane hot take a hot take real quick everyone what what is our government is based on like old white racist men i'm seriously i'm literally that's just history like that's what our government is based on and it's based on leaders who had slaves who like raped some of their slaves like which one was it like thomas jefferson right or thomas jefferson and sally hemmings yeah he had 11 11 mixed children and kept them enslaved yeah like this is where we're getting our government ideas from like, I think we need a whole reform, like, for everything. And, like, maybe that would start to fix the issues. I've recently read in a, um Aristotle paper, book, whatever, that political science is supposed to make citizens to be good and capable of noble acts. All I thought of politics was a power play. Like, that's literally what it is. You play based on power and you win based on power and influence. I didn't even think about the good act part. I didn't even think about the noble act part. And like, I feel like the citizens right now, like every American citizens are like making the government to make better changes. It's literally the other way around now. Uh, to be honest, fuck Aristotle because he was condescending and literally was like, people are too dumb to vote, so let's not let them vote. Oh, he did say that. He did say that. He's not cute. Um, Going back for like the 80th time to someone else's point, I forget who was saying it, but like when we encourage you to vote or when we encourage you to like do all of these things, we're not trying to bully you to vote a certain way, even though like that's how we may think like if you are Republican, we respect you. If you are conservative, we respect you. If you are libertarian, we do respect you. And that might be like a hot take, but that's just like how I personally feel. Unless you're like a complete idiot moron. Like the only reason why I wouldn't respect you is if you have a certain very strong opinion, like <clears throat> most of the people in government at the moment, and you don't have strong facts to back it up. Like you can't just like have a certain opinion on like the certain laws that we have and the certain policies that we have in place and even our government. You have to look at the history and like why those things were put in place. And again, I'm not even trying to sway anybody because that might sound like I am, but like that's just saying if you're going to have a strong opinion about something, a policy or a law or a person even, know why they got that position, know how they got that position know why that law is in place and form an educated opinion based on your own self not your parents not your friends not your school everyone knows me i'm liberal as crap and i'm like self-proclaimed social justice warrior like i claim it i don't really care this might be a hot take like sarah said but like i don't mind if people are republican like we can have conversations we can have debates we can talk things through like two human beings my problem comes in when you start like denying my right to exist or my right to whatever. Like when people start taking away people's rights to be their individual selves and start start degrading them, that's when it doesn't click, it doesn't match, where the conversation's over. That's where my thing steps in. And like being from the South, it was always the kids waving their little Confederate flags all up around in the air 
on the back of their car in Talladega, whatever. And they're like, oh my God, it's my heritage. And I'm like, number one, please, do you have a grandfather that fought in the Confederacy? If you do, let me know. Show me a picture. <laughs> number two, the Confederacy lasted for five years. They lost baby. Really got to let that go. It's not coming back. It's been 140 years, baby. Like, let it go. Yeah, that's a toxic relationship right there. Again, the Confederacy lasted for what? Five years? Like, how is that heritage? Justin Bieber's floppy hair had a longer <laughs> and more profound effect on this country. And you don't see people pledge allegiance to that. Like, dang, let it go. So on TikTok, talk i do be seeing democrats were on the confederate side but i'm like that's not true because one like weren't the parties like federalist and anti-federalist and two afterwards didn't like the parties change beliefs like they swapped beliefs yes democrats were the ones who wanted to preserve slavery blah 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 but let me just pull out my little notes okay parties are made out of voting blocks throughout time those voting blocks have shifted for example college educated women are now voting more liberal than they did in the past because there's more of us worrying more about identities, blah, blah, blah. During the Confederacy era, that whole time period, Democrats were mostly Southern people and Southern like big banks, big money people. That was the Democratic Party. But in the 60s, I believe, right before JFK is when those voting blocks shifted. So now what we literally can see as Democrat and Republican are what we see today. But that wasn't the same thing that was it was back then. Because now blacks can vote, people who are immigrants can vote if they get citizenship. So like things have changed. But people with the Republicans are like, we didn't have the Confederacy, but you're the ones waving the flags around now. Like you're the ones trying to deny people their rights to live and marry, saying white is right and all this shit. Waving our little flag. So stop trying to get sneaky, sneaky people comments. Like, you know, that's not the message of Democrats anymore. So like, let it go. Like literally someone from Jacksonville literally DMs me that on my story last week. And I was like, tip, tip, tap with my foot. <laughs> I personally, truly with my entire heart, think that if you, especially when Sydney said, like, if you challenge my right to exist, I think that anyone who thinks that don't have the right to declare themselves as Republicans or conservatives or libertarians, because I'm like naming people on the right, you know, like political groups. I'm like, I I know there's more, but like, you know, people who claim those kinds of things, they can't. I think they should have their own little group because the only way you could ever think that is if you are uneducated they're extremists dude yes sydney you were saying how like you can get along with republicans i totally agree with that i feel like there's such this this whole idea of like which party has to be like stronger and like this whole idea of like power but like in the end it's really just all differing opinions and i feel like liberals tend to have more of like they get like beat down because they're like why why is it such a bad thing to like care about like people and want them to have human rights and i love i love when men or people who aren't like okay for example topic example abortion i'm just it's just an example okay i don't want to really get into it if you are not a woman you have no opinion like if you are not a minority you cannot you just don't will never understand and i feel like the only people in office right now are like white old men also like if you're a woman against abortion like that's fine if you're against it for yourself but by you claiming you're a feminist and telling other women they can't they can't choose what to do with their body you're completely contradicting yourself that's just what i think <laughs> you're also saying that like your opinion matters so much more than other people that you can decide what they do with their own body like mm-hmm. you know like even if you don't believe in abortion like you'd never get it yourself what gives you the right to tell another person they can't do it like you don't own their body but also like like on twitter everyone's like oh my god you're politically correct like you're a snowflake like i'm sorry i want to put effort into respecting people's identities and like what they prefer like pronouns like imagine being so butthurt because you have to say they instead of he 
Like, it's too malaria, baby. You'll be okay. Like, just learn it. It's all right. Um, I was going to say, speaking of stripping people's, you know, rights away from them, I just want to talk a little bit about disenfranchisement. Is that a word? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not sure if I can explain it right, but please watch the documentary on Netflix. It's called The 13th. But basically, pe- like, if you claim you're I-, I lie and you want the war on drug to stop, this is a way you can help by voting, literally by voting, because people like because the government are stripping these people who are, you know, in jail, their right to vote, they literally cannot vote, even if they have a strong opinion about something. It gets me so mad because I personally cannot vote. And people who have the privilege to vote, they're just like, eh, I don't care. And it is a privilege and a right. So people die for your right to vote. So do they die in vain? Exactly. I think voting is such a privilege. It's like a way it was fought for. A lot of groups fought for it, like for women, for black people, for immigrants. And disenfranchisement is definitely a way that the government holds people down. They control the power of the people because they're scared. They know that if the people disagree with whoever is in office, that we have the power to change it. And that's why I want to remind people, I think a lot of this I don't care attitude, especially stems from first generation Americans and people who come from immigrant families. Again, like myself, when my dad first came to this country, he didn't care. He didn't give a shit about the politics. He came here for money and a job. And that's what he got. That's what he focused on. But that's not enough because um, you have to kind of separate ethnicity and nationality a little bit um, and just understand that you are an American as well as whatever else, like whatever else you are and wherever else you come from. So all because your family may not be into it, all because your family may believe differently from you, you have, yeah, you have a responsibility to uphold the privilege that so many people fought for, for you to have today. I would like just to comment back on that um, because I feel like a lot of people who are first gen you know, your parents had a completely different life experience as you. They didn't, like, they probably moved here after college or, like, you know, to find a job. But you grew up here. And obviously they have a different opinion because they literally did not have the same life experience as you. But you've seen America. You've got an American education. You've seen everything going on. You know, it's not uncommon to have, like, a different opinion political-wise if you have a different life experience. I wanted to bring to everyone's attention because um, especially with what someone said about the right that women have to vote especially is amazing and so wonderful because of how hard we fought for it. And I want to bring that to attention with one shining example that I found on pinalcentral.com, pinal, P-I-N-A-L central.com. And I want to read this little paragraph here. The first part of the article explains how this entire situation happened because uh, women were fighting for the right to vote. And it was called like the night of terror. I don't know if any of you guys have heard of it, but it was November 14th, 1917. Um, Reporter Louise Bernico, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, 44 club-wielding men beat, kicked, dragged, and choked their charges, which included at least one 73-year-old woman. Women were lifted into the air and flung to the ground. One was stabbed between the eyes with the broken staff of her banner. Lucy Burns was handcuffed to the bars of her cell in a torturous position. Women were dragged by guards, twisting their arms and hurled into concrete punishment cells. And that's just one example of the many examples of how, and I'm not saying that only women fought for the right to vote. Of course, it was women and men. That's obvious. That's always the case. But like, that's just an example of how much that we fought for the right to vote. And for you, I think specifically, I'm calling out to all the women, female listeners here, the right you have to vote was specifically demanded. And I think there's a sense of empowerment in that vote because we fought so hard for it. 
especially like a black person, people literally got beaten to death. And this fight was not just like a year. It was hundreds of years, like people trying to like get the right to vote. And for me, like to sit there and say, well, I don't really feel like it. That's just like a slap in the face to people who literally died for this cause. And one thing like, I think I want to talk about and bring it up because I feel like it's an important conversation to have, especially like what's happening right now. I feel like people just get triggered or like offended when things aren't about them, whether it comes to white privilege or Black Lives Matter, like you're like, well, that that makes me feel like I didn't do anything important, like blah, 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 or like my life isn't hard, but like they don't understand what it means. So like, we talked about white privilege in our first episode. Go listen to that if you haven't. But we didn't really talk about Black Lives Matter and how the whole like all lives matter, blue lives matter, whatever thing. I just want to point this out. Blue lives matter, which is always like the counter response. That's not an identity. Like you're not born blue, you're not born a police officer, that's a choice that you make. And like things that happen on the job, whether it's someone gets shot, someone gets hurt, you signed up for that. Like that's an occupational hazard that you were aware of when you signed up. You get home, you take your uniform off, you're no longer blue. You're just Steve, Jerry, whatever your name is. For people who are black or Hispanic or like minority, they can't strip that identity off of them. And that's why this whole movement is like, whatever. Yeah, I think it's important to like learn about movements so you don't seem stupid when you reply to them and you sound like, and that's not trying to be condescending. It's just like having perspective is so important and it makes you a better person. Okay, I'm gonna um, wrap up this conversation by making two statements that we all sort of chipped in on. Just a disclaimer, these are all our opinions. We're not trying to force our opinions on you, but the whole point of having an all-female diverse podcast is so that we can, you know, have a platform to say these opinions. And secondly, just some ways that you can vote if you don't know how and if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I don't really know how to do it, so I'm just going to not. And so rather than err on the side of <clears throat> laziness or incompetence, you could check your voter status. So literally just go on that handy dandy little Google that is on your laptop or phone or iPad or whatever you have and type in how to register in insert your state here. And that is a perfect way to know how to register to vote in your state, especially if you just came of age. It doesn't even matter what age you are. That is just always a good thing to know. Also, if you recently moved that you can update your address in every single state, you can just do that online. It is the easiest thing ever. You can also now register to vote online in some states. I don't know exactly what those states are, but just again, go on Google to see if that state is yours. Things you can also do online. You can change your address and you can also search for polling places near you online, which is also super helpful. And if you have to request an absentee ballot, like Sydney said earlier, do so through the federal postcard application process or an FPCA. And you can look up that form online. Everything is literally available at your fingertips. And this is us all highly encouraging you to take that next step and to be an activist for whatever your cause is and to vote because it is very important despite what you know people might say. And for my international peeps who can't vote, there are so many more ways you can help during this time, especially to express your activism, your political opinions. You can do that. You don't have to be a citizen. I've been doing that. You can volunteer at a campaign and you can sign petitions. You can contact your local government or state government if you have something to say. You don't have to be a citizen for that. But overall, just like there are so many steps beyond the ballot box you can contribute to the cause. Caring about politics is sexy. <laughs> Stay sexy, my friends. Period. Like, if you want to be hotter, vote. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next Thursday for probably something a lot funnier than this. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn. Alliances will shift. And danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply.